Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 191. Today's episode begins a new arc in our series, Fraud Investigators, played using the Genesis role-playing system and set in the universe of Blizzard's StarCraft video games at the beginning of StarCraft II. This is Coda. In the series finale, Imogen and Lily encounter an unlikely ally and an unexpected adversary in their quest to transmit messages that can secure a better future for the Caprula sector. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Uh, we left off. You got to all the stuff in Neiman's vessel. Neiman got his arm cut off. Well, Neiman had larger problems than that. In the shape of a swarm, I mean. In the shape of a swarm. Yes. We have the cloaking tech from Neiman's ship. We have the comm unit that I intend to use to call Earth. And I also sabotaged like, the drive system so he couldn't flee. Right. And it is true that Malorn literally disarmed him. Yep. And we already did the little scene on Dead Man's Rock of Malorn telling us how the combat went. Yep, that was good. I'll admit, I'm not completely clear why they were so determined to kill them themselves when we could have just had, they could have had Protoss kill them. Yeah, but Kerrigan in some way like senses what the Zerg sense, and so the space will have the personal satisfaction. Perfect. Okay, proof. I mean, for her, like, someone getting killed by a Zergling is just like her punching them in the face. I don't know. I think if I was... I'm not Kerrigan, but if I was, I would be so mad at my first one, Minsk, for leaving me. I mean, she's she's also mad at him. (laughs) Just one thing at a time, I guess. But, yeah. Yeah. But she's also mad at the Earth folks because they were, like, controlling the Overmind? And the Overmind was... They were planning to enslave her. Okay. Like, through the Overmind. So... Dead Man's Rock was our destination. We had a few issues, though. Everyone's got a crit. I have a crit. No, I think I have a crit, and I think I got shot by Neiman. There's a good chance of it. Yes. He was shooting people. And that wasn't your first injury, either. Yeah, I have eight wounds. And Nerud's state is just generally malnourished from being in prison? Generally malnourished. You haven't gone over him thoroughly. (laughs) I haven't properly introduced myself to him yet. Uh, yes, you're that Imogen person, apparently. Yeah, but right now, Imogen also has, like, a resounding headache. Yes. Because my crit actually makes intelligence checks harder, mm-hmm. which means it is harder to heal people. What is the nature of your crit? It's a level one crit. Okay. But we also have an island full of people. They maybe have some medical skill. Oh, but the Zerg are coming. Yeah, I have no desire to stick around on this planet. Or to try to lie to more people than I need to in my current state. Because it's in and cunning that are both affected for me. <laughs> You're pretty sure you got them to as far much of safety on the planet as you could. Yeah. And and Aiden assured me that the Zerg were only going to go like right to this place. Yeah. <laughs> You're the assurance of a Zerg. I have an assurance of my brother. Who is also a Zerg. <laughs> Let the record show. He's an Ondor before he's a Zerg. That has not been uh, <laughs> That's what Imogen clearly determined. Him. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm not even at half hit points, so 
I could um, take it. I could take on a hydralisk. There is also the issue of like <laughs> wanting to get to Dead Man's Rock before the Hyperion does, or before the Hyperion gives away the Zelnaga device. Um, I know we had taken off. Willie had made the piloting checks to get away from the planet. Yes, you don't need another piloting check. And I found some sort of shortcut or something, so that was why we were able to get back. Yes, you will be getting back quickly. You're going to flip that evil story. But not fast enough. Did we miss Dear Matthew? When you arrive, the Hyperion is there. In orbit? In orbit. Uh, I will tell you, they've already made it a living. Right. It sounds like it wasn't like, the only thing you needed to do in the few hours you had from one planet to the next is like try to deal with your pounding headache, but you can't. I also need to like try to get information from Narut. Right. Because we didn't come to like imprison him and like we're about to go off and do something else also dangerous. Right. So I don't intend to like drag him along with us, but I need information from him. Uh, yeah, we, we should get rid of with him. We should get rid of him before he finds out that I'm a little like Washington. That's also a risk. <laughs> L. Washington. Yeah. I forgot about that. Imogen wasn't there for that. Yeah, I know. I'm like, she's not going to say anything because that's the whole resock thing. That's right. He was like looking over your records, he, like, annotating, he was cross-referencing. annotating things in the, the Zerg database. That's right. Well, I just. You had to physically pull him off? I think. Yeah, yeah, because I needed to go get. We needed to get Imogen. But I don't care if he annotates stuff. All right. Dr. Narud. Ah, uh, yes, you're the Imogen one, correct? Hi. It's good to meet you. I'm, I'm glad you were able to include that information in in your notes and journals. Uh, we have those for you if you want them back. Uh, I'd very much like them back. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I took a gamble. I thought for sure Dominion would get it. And, well, I figured if I didn't like this, that Neiman fella, I'd go back to Dominion Prison, but glad I don't want to make that call. No, uh, we're happy to drop you off at our next port, which... Is going to be the less than classy Deadman's Rock, but not really controlled so much by Dominion. So that's that's made plus. But before we do so, I have a few questions for you related to the man who sprang you from prison, or took you from prison. Guy's name Walker. It seemed from the stuff that you wrote that he was interested in you taking him to some sort of ancient Zelnaga relic. Do you know what he wanted to do with it? He needed some insanely large power source for sending a message back to Earth. That's what I gathered. And he knew that these Zelnaga powder relics would tend to be sources of such power. He must have tracked down that I, you know, had done some fair bit of research in this area. So, what can you tell me about them? About the relics? Hi. Well. Did I, did I trigger a lecture? That triggers a lecture. Excellent, that's what I wanted. Those things are a gateway to immense amounts of power. I am ambitious. Uh, that is a good point. Give me a daunting knowledge protoss check to keep up with this, which is four. But, you're but it's five a because of my headache. And Lily would help, but she really doesn't Yeah, care. Lily, just give me a resilience check. This is <laughs> dreadfully boring. I mean, do I have to listen? I mean, it's just this droning in the background. <laughs> I... So this will be like a hard resilience check. Okay. <laughs> Having been to a lecture where like things are just like, I don't care. Uh, and you can't escape. Oh, because I'm piloting. I fail, but I have three advantages. So it's just too advanced for me to follow? It's not necessarily it's too advanced. It's like it's too niche what he's talking about. And he's using a lot of terminology about like all like various Zelnog and glyphs. And he's making references to like 
maybe subcultures or Protoss subcultures you've never heard of. So there's there's too many things you haven't heard of that you can't put them together. Okay. How'd that resilience deck? I succeeded, but I have two threats. Yeah, it is stressful. It's like, giving me a science. He might realize you're Lily Washington. Yeah. What about these three advantages? Uh, you can ask him a question, though, and he won't. He won't be offended as though you're derailing the conversation. All right. The, the biggest concerns that I have are whether he knows anything about Mobius Foundation in connection to Zelnaka stuff. Like, I don't know how long they've been around, but I do know that they had an interest in this artifact that they commissioned to be collected. Does he know anything about Mobius Foundation? Okay. We will see what he knows in terms of knowledge term. Not a lot. He's got some advantages. But failure. He says he's not super familiar with Mobius Foundation, other than he knows they're relatively recent, like since the birth of Dominion. They're okay, and he was—he's been in jail for a while. He's been in jail for a while. All right. Does he know anything? Did he overhear anything from Neiman related to anything Neiman might have said about his plans to craft messages to anybody? Yes, he can tell you a little bit about the message. He says that Neiman fella. He, Talking to himself like in a rambling, crazy kind of person kind of way. Every now and then he'd mention it like, I had the Delta, I had their get the message back to Earth, need a rescue expedition. Something about Delta? Uh, yeah, it was sometimes a little bit different. Sometimes it's like, oh no, we need a uh, Markov header or something else. Usually he was focused on some content about you know, trying to get UED to come back and liberate the sector. Can he remember any specific terms of phrase? Like, I, my goal is to craft something that will ultimately sound like Neiman. Well, that will sound like Neiman, specifically. Or, like, if there's any particular, like, UED-ish phrases. Yes. He... So, Imogen can work on Imogen's UED accent. <laughs> uh, he can give you some information about, like, the expected header information. Like... So that the message is, like, formatted in a way okay. that's like, yes, this is from a UED yes. individual. Okay. He doesn't have, like, specific turns of phrase. No, but formatting is helpful. Yeah, so when you go to write the message, you will get a blue die from this. Okay. Because he's able to say, like, oh, yeah, like, they use a different date system. It's super weird. Ridiculous, I tell you. Dead man's rock, though. I, I'll make it work. <laughs> like, just shrugs. Um, we can give him, like, 50 credits. Uh, he will accept 50 credits, and thank you. He said he should be able to find temporary work to get him somewhere else, maybe. Okay. He doesn't seem too worried about that. Okay. He's like, it's better than prison. Yeah, but we've been to Deadman's Court before. We know it's not, like, the best place, so... Yeah, have you been uh, imprisoned in Ten Times Prison before? Well, I've been inside the prison. I haven't been a prisoner there. <laughs> well, just adjust her color. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh... Probably not, but she doesn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I figure this, I got out. This is my, uh, you know, second chance in life. Every day now, doesn't matter what I do. Not in prison. Every day I'm alive is a big middle finger to mix. So I intend to live every day like it's a good day. All right, then. I cannot think of anything else to try to extract from this gentleman. Okay. But as we approach the planet, we see the Hiberian in orbit. Yeah, I mean, Iberian is a big ship. It's bigger than most ships around this area. Okay. We need to call them and see if we can dock with them. Because we need medical treatment. And I don't want to go back to that lady with a drill. <laughs> oh, you mean Hyperion has at least Egon. Yeah. Egon at least knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yes, he does. 
Egon's never taken a drill to Imogen's skull. Maybe that will change shortly. Maybe that will change shortly. Uh, you hit Liberian. This is Jimmy. <laughs> we get Jimmy. He's, get Jimmy. he's answering the comms himself. He's answering the comms himself right now. Jimmy, this is Imogen. Oh, Imogen, how are you? You doing all right? You would talk to him recently, right? We talk, you were... we talked to him when we gave him the other released prisoners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you, uh, are you able to like, do the thing you need to do? I, I, are you here for longer? Are you, have you done yet the thing you needed to do? Uh, yes, yeah, we actually, we made here a good time. Transition went smooth. Uh, so we actually, we just dropped it off, like, not more than a few hours ago. Uh, which means we finally got some credits. Oh. So a lot of people are taking you, shore leave. Have you hired, uh... The additional forces that uh we did uh, it's matt down there right now finalizing the contract and i think he was uh <laughs> so surely yeah i think he's been forced to go uh take a little tour with missus inspect the troops and all uh, something of that nature is he gone down on the ground or is he still up here he doesn't seem to understand the concept of shore leave so he's still in his lab well i've acquired a piece of ued cloaking technology that i thought he might be interested in uh, that sounds like the kind of thing he'd be interested in. If you want to talk, feel free. I think you're kindly. Yeah, Jimmy's like, UED, cloaking tank, get on, come on in! <laughs> yeah. Uh, he doesn't give you a hard time at all? Okay. Give me an average pilot check. So, four advantages. Oh no. It's a little rocky. Do we, like, scrape the... I think you do scrape some things. Uh, tell you what, why don't you roll on the vehicle for your table? Uh, you can take minus 10 because you have so many advantages. 87. Oh. That's With... including the minus 10. But we already have a crit on the All right, Saturn, don't so... we? I see. think so. I thought we did. Yes, we have a level 1 crit shrapnel spray. Oh, right. that's right. That's right. So we had 10. Back so, to this. Back to 97. Yeah. Uh, weapons damaged, which I will interpret to mean your radiation system is offline currently. All right. Well, as far as things that could break, that's... Not so bad. I wasn't really planning to irradiate anything soon. Yeah. Yeah, so I took my extra point in stealth so that I can just sneak away from the ship before Imogen finds out all the damage I've done to it. <laughs> just sneak away quietly while Imogen like goes off to enact her crazy galaxy-spanning plan. And, yeah. And Lily's just like, all right, I'm done with this crazy Imogen. Sneak off to the cantina. <laughs> I don't know what Nerud wants to do. Uh, Nerud asks you, like, what's, what's the ship, Hoss? Imogen tells him that while he's been in prison, certain groups have been organizing against Minsk, including one Mr. James Rayner, and this is his flagship. Not sure I want to get involved in a war. That's fine. Are you, are you going down to the planet later? It's possible. I need to check with some people about some things first. Alright. Well, I'm going to hang out here then. You can stay on Saffron, that's fine. It's just if, you know, you wanted to get out and stretch your legs or go get a proper meal at the bar or whatever. Well, that does sound good. Willie, can you show him there? Yep. Crack my neck. That's perfect. Because of the strain. That strain. Oh. Right. I'm asking you to spend more time with this guy who's interested in your old research. Yeah, he yeah. asked you, like, how did you come across this huge research trail from L. Washington? Oh, we recovered it on Tarsonis. You went back to Tarsonis? Yep. Oh. Awful what happened to that place. I used to have a townhouse there. <sighs> back in the days when New York could still be inhabited. Wow, why would you go back there? Oh, did you go back for this research? Yep. 
Lily doesn't care to give details, so... Yeah, yep. uh, give me a deception check. I'll give you a blue die, because it's mostly true. A red and a purple. You have three story points available. I don't remember why we went down. I mean... Just to recover this. The second time we went to the surface, it was specifically to get that toaster. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm sure this is Do you good. want a story point? We got three. Do I want to upgrade? It's up to you. This guy's making you nervous? Yeah, let's go ahead and upgrade. I'm not going to do a flashback on it, though. Yep, that makes sense. But at least I can get a yellow. <laughs> but she does not succeed. But I got an advantage. I'll you take fail that as an with an advantage. I'll okay. feel a strain. I don't know why that makes her feel better. I think what makes you feel better is you remember the outfit. <laughs> On the toaster, the velvety. And I pictured on what's his face, the engineer. <laughs> oh, Carax, that's right. Oh, Carax yeah, wore yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, the Protoss engineer oh. wore it. Oh, he was strange just for picturing it. Because we also got that on Trisodis. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's where we found it. Yeah, so you say that, and then, like, Lily smiles for some reason. Yeah, yeah, the ridiculous uh, outfit. Yeah, and he seems to notice that. He's, he's, so you went there for this research. Like, wow. What, do you know L. Washington? Yep. I would like another deception check. <laughs> um, not, not cool? Oh, no. Eh, ooh, yeah, cool. I, I mean, know. honestly, it's kind of untrue because she doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know herself. Yeah, it's in a way that is true. So it's cool is against... Uh, let's just say it's average. Uh, one failure, one threat. One failure, one threat. You're taking some strain as he's, he's prying in again. How close are we to this cantina? Oh, you're almost there. You might only have to endure another question or two. I bet I'm faster than him. <laughs> You start walking faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to start walking faster to the cantina. Yeah, he, he like, hustles to keep up. So he'll be on, like, a black die because he's not have as much air. Uh, so I guess you'll get a blue die uh, to resist his... No, you, you know L. Washington. You, you have to introduce me. I have to... I have so many questions about the research. I don't know what to roll. I'm going to say, uh-huh. I think that's a cool check. Okay. You're just trying to, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Nope, I fail. Just as you're getting the bar, he's like, please, I like, like, I'll buy you like whatever top shelf drink you want. Like, I have to meet L. Washington. What happens when you fail a cool check? You, in a sense, like, lose your cool, either like, so like, if you despaired, you would probably like turn and yell at him and like, yes, I'm L. Washington, blah, okay, blah, blah, okay, blah. Okay, okay, You just generally failed, so it's clear that something is upsetting you. Yeah. And it's clear to him, like, you really do know this L. Washington person. Yeah. What did Lily say? Or maybe he'd be like, are, wait, do you know them, but are you not on good terms with them anymore? Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely a deception. <laughs> we'll take whatever. I'm like, would she think to go in the women's restroom? Would that lose him? In my mind, I'm constructing like all these elaborate lies that Imogen would make up, but that's just not the way Lily operates. I mean, yeah, Lily's just like, can I get a beer? You said it's a red and a Red and a purple against your deception. I'm going to upgrade, and I'm going to use a flashback. All the precious story points being consumed by this guy harassing Lily. Look, he just wants to meet the amazing L. Washington. Okay, so let's see. So I do a flashback. It's probably going to be a deception, lying about myself. What epic of your life do you want this potentially last nugget of a peek into Lily's history? What haven't we done so much? I mean, it could be something from even childhood. They say we rarely, like the youngest Lily we've seen is like maybe 16 or 18. Yeah. So we could go maybe like 10 or 12. What is 12-year-old Lily lying about? Well, we know that Lily's from Antigua. 
And she does dumb things. So something she did that's dumb. I don't think it's like something like actual shenanigans, but something that she was reckless and she broke a thing or did something she wasn't supposed to do. And she's trying to get herself out of it because that's what she's doing right now. Right. What I think has happened, actually, is like you're at your, your family home. Someone is like banging on the door. It's like late. There's no reason for anyone to be banging on the door. One of your parents like opens it up, uh, and there's like a Confederate soldier there. Yeah, and we're Confederates, so my parents are gonna all have. We probably all have the accent. Uh, yes, everyone's got that ridiculous Southern accent. Yeah. I don't know what the local Antigua twang on it is, but we're drinking our sweet tea. You can decide on that. <laughs> and he starts immediately pelting questions like, "Was anyone in your family near the vicinity of, I don't know, the Shop Co." Or uh, the armory at such and such time, which is exactly where you were, spraying some graffiti. <laughs> or like, 12-year-old, really out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get bored. Yeah, and of course, like, your parents like, what? No, that's ridiculous. Uh, but he turns to you, like, how old are you? Twelve. Yeah. It's old enough you have to answer for this. Were you, like, oh, I can see paint on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I can see paint on your hands. Where were you at the such and such hour? Uh, Red paint. Yeah. This is nail polish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably very tomboyish, too. I'm painting my nails. And it's like the front of your hands, of course. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. And I haul you in. I haul haul you all you in. I can't even talk that so much. I want to haul you all in. <laughs> haul all y'all all y'all in. Uh, but like a klaxon starts going out somewhere else. I'm like, you lucky day. He storms off. Mental note, clean your hands. Yeah. It's like, that was dumb. I'm sorry, mama. That was dumb. (laughs) All right, so let's see if that's enough for her to be able to lie to this guy about who she is. Um, One success and one advantage. Okay, and what were you telling him just now? What did you actually, what was the actual lie you said? What did he say? He was asking if you were, were you no longer on good terms? Oh, and I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Yup. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he rece- gets that message, like, oh, I'm very sorry. Or ability to research, I only wish I would have been able to meet meet them at some point. Did you have any, like, last contact information for them? I won't mention any association with you. Did you tell him what your name was? He knows her that name is Lily. Yeah. Right. But, but he is not. We don't use last names when we talk to each other. Connected. Yeah, he's not going to say that. I can, of course, keep your association with me completely confidential if you don't want to reconnect with us further. I understand. What is it? A deception check to just be like no? Uh, no. I think you can just you can just tell him no. Like you had your success. Yeah. And you just like no. Like, you don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Then Lily can say something like, "No, you don't want to meet her." Okay. She's changed since the war. <laughs> it's just... she, I was gonna say she does dumb things. Oh uh, well, I mean. I'm walking in the bar. Yeah, you're both in the bar now. Yeah, you know, she's no longer publishing her research. I don't know. Lily has no idea. I know, I know. <laughs> Lily's just like, no. I, yeah, he's not going to give you a hard time about it. He's like, I I understand. I had a few old colleagues that things didn't work out with. They joined, you know, the Confederate Weapons Program. I don't understand how they, how they could uh, do such things, but oh well. There's a scientist on the ship. On the ship? This side's not surprised. Go ask about Egon. Egon? <laughs> you try to pull him off onto the only other scientist you can think Egon of. Egon Stetman? Yeah, which will be dumb, because then he'll be like, oh yeah, Lily Washington. <laughs> Egon Stetman was one of my worst students. No figures he's operating on some 
fringe rebel. Lily goes to get a beer. I still owe you that drink. You know what? She needs something stronger. <laughs> he offered to buy you a top he shelf. He offered to buy you a top shelf. All right. Just then. don't get another one of those, like... Betsy's Revenge? Yeah. That's what she's getting a shot of that. Oh. Betsy's Revenge. Don't let her near a phone. Yep. Clink. Oh, because then she'll call Durian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to former friends. <laughs> Clink. Uh, was it like a hard resilience check? This stuff is nasty. This guy's gonna be on the floor. Oh, I should have started with this. He's got three threats. Woo! And a failure. You said it's just two purple? Three purples. Oh, three purple. Uh, you know what? And a red. You take a big, a big gulp. Yes, she does. Uh, but he stops talking about research. Oh, that, then who cares? Yeah. Three successes and a threat. You take a strain, like it does hit you pretty hard and you feel like a wobble for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're doing all right. And Narud has stopped talking about research. Like, he's, he's calmed down a little bit. The drink hit him real bad. He just starts asking you, like, what's going on in the world anymore? Right now. Like, I've been locked up for a long time. What the hell did I miss in the last four years? <laughs> the same things that Lily missed. <laughs> yeah. But she, now she's a little drunk, so now she's going to be a little chatty. Um, she drunk enough to be like, I broke up with my boyfriend. Probably not. I mean, that's a mundane thing. No, but you know what she likes. Machinery and... So they got this new... She's going to be basically like, yeah, so they're outfitting power armor with the new R-47 rifles right now. And I think... Oh, there I remember reading that those were... The jetpacks. They were talking about having jetpacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the jet... How'd they get to solve the coolant problem, though? The jetpacks. The problem, like, it overheats. I hear that, like, the gases leak into the system. They drive the wearer nuts. But how's that any different from a fire bat? I was always against the fire bat program. <laughs> for specifically that reason, but... You know, you throw a bunch of resocialized uh, folks, they don't care. Or pyromaniacs, and they don't care. Like, they're not people. <laughs> they say resocs aren't people. Well, he's saying, like, as though they're not people. Like, how they treat them. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you say? That, like, resocs are forced to be, like, fire bats. Yeah. As though they're just, like, disposable. <laughs> do you inject anything further into the conversation. We can essentially end the scene there. But I want to Oh, interesting. So if he's kind of off talking about his own stuff, then yeah. Lily's happy just to drink a beer and let him... Okay, cool. You can recover some cooler discipline. All right. Imogen. Hi. What are you up to? I am taking my UED cloaking technology and my splitting headache to Egon's lab. Oh, yeah. We're supposed to get medical treatment. But, you know, I'm, what? I'm, very, using, like, I'm using alcohol. And you have a level one crit, which I can very easily patch once my skull is no longer throbbing. I go to Egon's lab, open the door, and I'm sad to see the device is no longer floating in the middle of the room. That is indeed the situation. And I probably get a little distracted, like arms full of DVD cloaking material by the fact that it's gone. And I'm just like, Egon, where's where's the device? Huh? What? What? Like, you don't know what I'm talking about? It is right there, just days ago. Yeah, we delivered it. We got the, made our delivery. Got the, that was just like, you missed it by like four hours or five minutes. I don't know. <laughs> Were you at the handoff? Uh, actually, yes, because I had to, I do ensure, you know, the integrity that it was a real thing. Show them some, some charts saying like, yes, it's a real thing, of course. Like some could fake those power readings. Can you tell me anything about where you did it, or who you gave it to, or where it is now? Yeah. You... She, like, kind of just, like, 
plops the UED stuff like down on the floor and like fishes out the um the emojin stun gun, which yeah. is, is now a Zelnaga emissions detector. And um she starts fiddling with that to see like is it able to detect anything? Yeah, you're like pulling these things out, and he's like takes a second and he's just looking at you. He's like, can you, can you just sit down for a second? <laughs> you're like, what do you mean? Uh, does, does he make any sort of check? He makes a medicine check. Okay, as a, opposed to some sort of. Um, he's not making a leadership. He's not check. making a social check, right? Yeah. yeah. He, he's making a medicine check. I I think Imogen is like not even like listening to him, kind of. Yeah. Like, she knows that, like, she's got a pounding headache, but it makes it, like, hard to think. And so she's not even thinking clearly about... Right, you just, like, Imogen just has, like, another thing she wants to... She's just got... Yeah, you're saying all these things, and Egon, he's kind of switching, maybe you, your Imogen isn't processing it, but Egon's saying, like, uh-huh, yeah. Uh, there's a bright light in your eye for a second. <laughs> okay, so now he comes over, and now he starts, like, examining... Like, he saw the huge, like, bruise on the side of my head. Uh, yeah, it, like, he puts a hand on your... Your hair for a second, which may be really offensive. I don't know. It's not, like, offensive. It's more like, probably, like, that does, like, hurt. Like, yeah. she got clocked in the head, so that probably, like, startles Snaps her a little out yeah. of her science. Uh, give me a cool check. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say two purples and two blacks. I succeed with one advantage. You can get a strain back as you, you realize, like, oh, he's checking my oh, injury. right. And so she kind of, like, snaps to what's going on around her now. And it's like, you know what? I think I probably should sit down. Yeah, it looks like you've got a nasty bump on the head. Did you wear that? Right. Right the... Like, did you get hit by, like, a club? Or maybe it looks like some kind of... I don't know, someone take a metal plate and... Instead of putting it in your head, they put it on your head? <laughs> no, it was a... It was a ramp of a... A ship came down on me. I mean, I was trying to open it. I didn't know where it was, though, and it... It sounds like you did open it. I did, and I have something for you from it. Why, why don't we look at your head first? Aye. Then we can look at the whatever whatever you brought me. You brought me something. That's so nice. There's amazing focus from Egon to take care of the medical problem before the tech. Ah, uh, well, like, you seem really got it. <laughs> Imogen normally driven. This is Imogen scattered. Mm-hmm. Ah, indeed. It's a level three crit. Okay. Oh, just like Saffron. <laughs> just like Saffron. It was a ship that caused it. Did it hurt your weapons? Yeah, he succeeded his diagnosis. Yes, it did hurt my weapons. My cunning and my intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the dice pool. We're upgrading because I need my intelligence and cunning. Yes. Quite a success, however, there are still three threats. I think you're going to take three strain. As the drugs he has to administer to remedy this, your thought process clears up, but your headache doesn't go away. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's not a pounding headache, it's just mm-hmm. kind of a dull... It's annoying now. Yeah. It's like, there's there's side effects, but trust me, it's way better. I oh. got whacked in the head once by Rowdy Marine. <laughs> she um, parts a section of her hair on the side and shows him the scar from the drill, which was last Ooh, time she had that this. That is a... Primitive way. I mean, <laughs> technically that could resolve the problem, but yeah, I gave you like some anti-swelling yeah. medication. So, so like, she's just like... You Where know, did you get that done? On the ground here. Oh, yeah, no, medical care on <laughs> oh, right. board is... I didn't have any I'm options. I'm the worst in the sector. didn't have any options at the time. That's why I wanted to put in at Hyperion before we go down there. You're going down there? I 
Tell me about this handoff that you did. Oh, it's a pretty standard thing. Like, uh, Mr. Rayner and uh, whoever the representative from Mobius, the kind of young fellow, uh, medium length hair, fancy dress though, not dressed like a scientist. They had some, they had some fellows with guns there too to make sure it all went uh, kosher. What sort of guns? Gun guns? Like, were these like hired marines, or were these people with like stun guns? And she like picks up her emergency stun rifle again. Big guns. And power. Guns are not really my department. You help them build them. Ah, uh, like larger scale, yes. I'm more interested in the inside of the gun, like the casing of the gun, I, not my department. And where was the handoff done? Uh, down on planet. I, I can give you the coordinates if you really want. Was it a facility of Mobius's, or was it just some randomly chosen safe spot? I mean, maybe it's a Mobius safe spot. Like it, To me, it looked like every, any other spot among the junk. Oh, so this was just some sort of outdoor, here's your floaty thing. Well, they took it inside the pile of junk that was there. Okay, I'll take those coordinates. Yeah, I mean, he gives you that information. How did, how'd you move it? It was so heavy. Was there a crane? Uh, yes, actually. There had to be a crane to do it. I mean, you take the pieces individually, then we have this little big sled thing. Do you want some sort of, like essentially interrogation check from me. Like, I'm trying to extract any useful information he has. Like, anything he might have overheard. Like, these are the nature uh, of my questions. Yes. So, I don't I'm know what you to... want here. This is not intended to it's be It's not adversarial, but it's more like, what can you... But I could what see it be, like... together that he, from whatever he rambles on about? I could argue, like, leadership? Like, uh, in terms of, like, targeting my questions and, like... Right. I think this is three purples. We could have used a Goliath or an SCD suit. A so red and two purples. They said it was too heavy for an SCV. That is success. One, One threat. threat. Uh, you put together that the recipient's Mobius had like a mobile sled on which it is still sitting. And you don't think they're going to hang on to it very too long here. Okay. And did they say anything useful? Like about what they were going to do with it or where they were going to take it? What this would enable them? Or like what this guy in a fancy dress his name is yes he doesn't know the name of the guy in the fancy outfit but that guy definitely seemed to be in charge uh, and he he had like they had their own scientists uh, a term i use loosely for the technicians that they had supporting them uh but their their fancy dress leader was like talking down to that bunch telling them they could play with their toy later okay. they're gonna bring it inside uh give me a two purple and two black vigilance check, actually. Lily's nowhere to be found. Nope, she's drinking. One advantage, but no success. Okay. Uh, this fancy dress person sounds familiar, but you cannot, for the life of you, remember. Can I heal a strain? Uh, not if I'm giving you a detail that the fancy dress person oh. sounds familiar. Oh, okay. Now I'm trying to rack my brain for who have we seen wear fancy attire. Uh, like Carax. <laughs> He's dressed in now, like himself. the guy who was in charge of Dorf, like how nice was his outfit? I don't remember. What other scientists have we even met? But this guy wasn't maybe uh, he was speaking dismissively to his technicians. So. Maybe we saw him on. Maybe TV. it's Malorn. Malorn speaks dismissively towards people. All right, is that as much? That is as much as you're able to track from the guy. Okay, I want to turn on my Zelnaga sensor. Okay. And see, does it do anything? Like, if I point down at the planet, I have no idea what kind of range it can what detect kind of emissions from. Like, yeah. I know we were able to detect stuff 
from Saffron that helped us find a place on the planet. Like, right. Give me a... I also know that we were underground in the Zelnaga lair, and we couldn't necessarily find anything. Yeah. Give me a formidable computer check. Well, fortunately, my brain is working now. Do you attempt to enlist Egon for assistance in this, or is this something you need to do yourself? Let's see. They've already made the delivery. Yep. They've already gotten their money. Yep. And I actually trust Egon. Egon is scatterbrained in his own way and can be very tunnel-visioned. But On the other hand, he doesn't take shore leave. But he's, he's also... He's got no one to spout secrets to. But he's also extremely competent. Yes. And he helped me with this. He maybe didn't see it in this form. Like, he was trying to do something similar. So I think I will enlist his help. Uh, yes, he's super interested in this, like, detector that you built. Like, because partially there's a question of, like, is there Zelnaga residue here? Like, if Zelnaga residue is a thing, then that might mean that there's a trail I can follow if I can't immediately find it. Yep. Uh, you can use his... Uh, he's probably got more in and more computers than he me. He does, yes. He's got, like, three ranks and four intelligence. All right, well, I think it's better to have three yellows than a yellow and four greens. Or okay. three greens. And I'm going to use a story point. Wow. It is a successful double triumph. With a threat. Oh, no, like, with a threat. You, you shock yourself on this device a little bit. Well, you know, it wasn't built to specs. Uh, that does inform certain things, though. So You're causing me a threat, a, a strain. I'm causing you a strain. All right. Which maybe you pass out. I don't know. I, I'm not quite there yet, but I I'm past half my strain. Right. Egon is like he's helping you like retune this device a little bit. You you do initial scans like the signal's way too weak to detect, and you know like where on the planet. But of course, that's like on the other side of the planet or whatever. It's too huge a profile. He's like, well, maybe we can tweak some of these things here. Uh, you need to get a stronger signal, and he's like, got some wires out. Uh, you give it another go, you get shocked by the wires, but you provide the correct short circuit, that is enough, like, yes, you can see it, and you realize, with one triumph, that your, like, psionic connection, uh, is assisting this device. Somehow it's working together. Ah. You are not just, like, scanning for signatures, like, you as a psionic capable person are guiding this device, or that interplay is what is what's enabling you to pinpoint this location. Okay. Yes, your psionics are back. Got your Umoja back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so you have pinpointed... It's at the exact coordinates that he essentially... Okay. Uh, he gave you. Uh, for this other triumph, I would consider you could attempt to do your uh, psychometry at this extreme range without the huge range penalty. Okay, so essentially through this detector. Through this detector. This one's. Mm-hmm. That is... Because you form a connection. Okay. So... Uh, one question I have is whether that first triumph, does that mean I can now use my psionic skill to operate this device? Yes. Okay. You do not have to use computers to operate this device anymore. Um, okay. So that second triumph enables me to now make a psychometry. To make the psychometry. You can feel like the connection for a brief moment as you're being shocked. Okay. And for my purposes, it is... For your purposes, you are right there. Right, but also I only need to know... Like, a day, whatever the most recent thing is, right? Yeah. So I believe you've gone back a long time I, I already before. did the long time ago look at it. But I could also learn about the owner. Yes, that is another possibility. 
It's plus one difficulty to learn about the owner, and it's plus one difficulty to see the object up to a day in the past. So can I combine those things? Yes, you absolutely can. Okay. So I will do a three purple difficulty check. Okay. All right. You're not changing this pool? No, I thought about it. Put it aside. Okay. I need to... Uh, actually, I need to change this pool. Oh, right. Because it's a psionically imbued thing. Yep. That's a success to me. Yep. No need to burn my natural scion here. All right. But that costs too much strain. <laughs> but you pass out. No. I can't remember anything. I'm at 11 of 15. Okay. Uh, but I have three successes here. You have three successes, and you were... Looking to know about the owner and this past day of the device. Yeah, like, so, device, I haven't seen you in a while. What have you been up to lately? What have you been up to? Who's this new guy in fancy clothes you're hanging out with? Uh, yes, you get a view of, like, the, a muddled view of the inside of the facility. So when you say facility, that sounds fancier than crash pile uh, junk. Yeah, no, you're right. Crash pumping junk is definitely better. Because there's a difference between, like, this is a place that we're just doing something for right now while we wait, versus this is a place that we do things in all the time. Uh, it looks like a crashed, like, a ruined warehouse. A ruined storeroom, even, is better. It is cer almost certainly the inside of some ship at some point. Okay. Uh, but it is all junk right now. Uh, you don't get any details of anything, but it's definitely inside such a place, dimly lit. Uh, you do get a view, like, you get a visual of the owner. Uh, indeed, is someone in some relatively fancy clothing, uh, which the clothing does not, you don't recognize at all. So it's not like military or something? It's not military. Uh, no, it's definitely upper class. It, like, it doesn't look familiar at all, and like the view sort of pans up, and you see this like smirking face and sort of like medium-length hair, and that person is Norm. For those of you who don't remember, <laughs> Norm was sort of on your fraud team. His name was on all the reports. Yep, yep, yep. And he was from a powerful he was from family. He a prominent family. All right, so he was playing a long game himself. Of some sort. Okay. So we need to go back and play him and his compatriot. That'll be the next campaign. Yeah. Norm and whoever came in to replace Ted. I don't think Ted got replaced. Who knows? Clearly Norm has been doing things. So Norm with a smirk, not just a, a wave and a, hey guys. Uh, no. All right. Uh, then your vision fades. Uh, do I get... Was there other information you're supposed to get? Anything about like what they're doing with it? And the basic level is strong emotions associated with it. Is there just like a sense of smarmy self-satisfaction? Uh, no, there's a sense of like ambition. Okay. I would say. Uh, yeah, a sense of like ambition and like plans in motion. Okay. Yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, this is all okay. going to plan. Alright. So, do I get anything about what, what they have done with it so far? Or is it just uh, like sitting there? It is just sitting there. It is not, it's still on the mobile sled that okay. it was brought in with. Okay. So. Imogen, you, you okay? I. It looked like it worked. It's. It's still at the same coordinates. Aye, aye it is. I need your help with something. What, uh, what do you need? I have some sweet tech for you. If you help me with this. And she picks up the piles of things that she dragged into the room. She has a UED ship cloaking unit to give to Egon. Interesting. But what she needs help with is Neiman's comm unit. Ah, UED comms. 
UED long range transmitter. You get this out of a ship. Aye. So what she wants his help with is she needs to be able to operate this thing and she needs to be able to like send her message. And she wants his knowledgeable aid in like getting as prepped for that as possible. Right. Give me a negotiation. It's two purples. But she's little... got the cloak unit. Yeah, okay, you get a blue die. A little busy with a lot of things. This is the quietest the ship has been in a long time. I only get one blue die from this sweet cloaking. I mean, he did also I... just help you with a bunch of stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I'll upgrade one of these. Success with advantage. You can recover a strain. Uh, he's like, I can give you some tips, I guess. You're going to need a crazy amount of energy. Well, that's why you want the, the artifact. Yeah, so the, the difficulty is going to be, you need a crazy amount of energy. <laughs> but uh, I don't think anyone has under, like wires strong enough to hold that kind of energy. It's so, like whatever your power, like you're going to power that transmitter, you need to like like attach it to the top of the artifact itself well, as directly as you can right. to minimize the amount Physical of Physical contact between the communit and the artifact is... Yeah, so like it's just, it's going to be a bit awkward. Like you're gonna have to like climb on the artifact, get up there, put it on. Like it has to be on the top of the artifact. <sighs> it's a directional transmitter, and the the way the energy from this artifact works, like there's some inherent directionality to it. So yes. Okay. And you shocked yourself on the stun gun. Well, <laughs> uh, obviously I'll have Lily climb <laughs> and, and mount the device. Uh, yeah, mechanically you will need an athletics check to like put together. The system for it to, to work. And then he gives you some like mechanical uh, tips on like how to connect that and how to set it to like broadcast properly. So am I going to require a psionic check and a mechanics check to operate this thing? Oh, I will say you can get the mechanics check. You can do that here because he's got all the data on it. So you can do that part here with Egon, but you will need a psionics check okay. live when you run it. But there's no computer. There's no computer check required. Okay. There will be, you have to craft the message itself. You know what you want to say that's believable, but like you need to like put the headers on it or whatever. Okay. So, so there'll be like a knowledge check associated with that. Okay. So I can do the mechanics now with Egon's help? Yes. Okay. And Egon's got four intelligence? Yep. And I have four ranks of mechanics now. Oh my goodness. Now. From zero to four. That's right. Clawed my way up. Oh, this is hard. And the boost die will go on to the crafting of the message check. Because yes. that was related to the headers. But you're in a fully capable workshop here, so you can take that. Success. No threats. Okay. And I'll, I'll get Lily to help me craft the actual message. She's good at forgery stuff. Yeah, so he helps you put together some like electronics inverter. Things like, yeah, you, but you're going to need to slap it direct contact. Okay. And then, like, maybe, like, wear some rubber gloves for whoever's doing that. Least, Although, I don't know how much it's going to save, save you. At least durable. That's true. Okay. Probably could do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we only have to do this once. All right. Uh, have I finished an encounter, then? Yes, you have finished an encounter. We need some shore leave. We do, because we're supposed to get a drink with Malorn. listening to Fraud Investigators. 
set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe, and played using the Genesis role-playing system published by Edge Studio. Our GM was Daniel, and our players were Lex and Jen. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you, don't be dumb.